You're listening to the Just Lead Podcast, and the time to turn it up is right now. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Just Lead Podcast. We're challenging leaders just like you to take action in every situation. My name is Brad, and as always, I'm here with Mark Q. PQ, we've got a situation. This is from the leader of an organization, and it says this. Over the past few weeks, we've been going through a leadership book chapter by chapter in our staff meetings. It's good. Okay, I can already feel where this might be going good. Yesterday, we were discussing the five dysfunctions of a team, and one of my employees reacted saying, I feel like I'm a dysfunctional part of this team, and I need to step away from this position. He quit right then and there. In the meeting? In the staff meeting. (laughs) Well, and now I'm trying to figure out what to do next. Okay. I was planning to have a conversation with him about whether or not he was a fit for our culture, but this came unexpectedly. (laughs) What did they do from there? Like, what was that like an emotional reaction? Did they mean to quit? Do you, you know, pull a George Costanza where you show show up to work and, hey, just pretend like you didn't quit? Just come to the meeting. Just come, keep coming. Just keep coming to the meeting. Right. You know, as a leader, as a boss, I mean, lead them through that. How do do they then offboard this employee or do some damage control? I think it's like, important. Look, a lot of things That's a lot. That is a lot. I, I think the first thing you do is you apologize to the rest of the staff in the meeting. Immediately. Saying, hey, immediately. Like a immediately. Control. Like, hey, guys, I am sorry that happened. Knowing that you're not responsible for it, but it just kind of obviously blew the moment. It blew the meeting. You're going through a book. You guys are all learning together. It's, it's a catalyst for team building. Love it. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, I am sorry that that happened. You know what I mean? And then depending on the feel of your organization, depending on the feel of the people, uh, meaning your employees, you could you could keep going and just go, hey, guys, we're going to we're going to put pause on that whole drama, but we're going to continue because this is great stuff. Yeah. Or you could go, hey, guys, I am going to go handle this situation. I am sorry. And we're going to reconvene, you know, maybe in the next day or two. So just give me a minute. So you're immediately acknowledging the weirdness in the room and apologizing, you know, but then you you can go take care of it. You know, or just continue with the meeting. It, some of it might land on the way you lead personality-wise. For me, I just would have I just would have went on with the meeting. What if they stayed in the meeting? I don't allow them to stay in the meeting. It's your meeting, right? It's your meeting. I don't allow them. if they would have said, "Yeah," and I need to quit. Hey, man, that's thank you for sharing that. Right. But this is not the place to share that. And if you feel like you need to step out. I, I totally understand. Or if it just got out of hand and they went on more and more with sure. the drama, I'd say, hey, Bob, do me a favor. Can you remove yourself right now from the meeting? I mean, that's just, now some of that might be personality-wise. That's very Brooklyn. That's very, you know, a right up front in your face. But that's mm-hmm. somewhat the way I lead. It's all on the table until it's not on the table. Right. So I that's what I would have done. People will tell you the way they want to be treated by the way they act. Mm. People will tell you the way they want to be treated by the way they act. What he said is, I'm done. So there's no situation where you say, wow, that was a little bit of an emotional overreaction. Hey, let's have a conversation. Let's reel this back in. If if it was done in that context to where it was inappropriately spoken of or displayed in front of, that's a private conversation that happened publicly. I let that person, hey, you decided to get out of here. You decided to go. You decided to leave. So- I stop their credit cards, I get their key fobs, I get their so-and-so, and if not, it's all digital, you all end it all. And and I may have an email sent out saying, if you would like to discuss, please talk to me or my assistants to set up a time. But in the reality, you just quit. So now what you have to do is you now have to show me that was your mistake 
and you want a second chance. That's right. that's the idea. The ball's in their court. Exactly. They mm-hmm. have determined. They have shown you mm-hmm. how they want to be treated. Sure. I just don't go. I just don't do that. I'm just saying be careful the impression you give when you run after something. When you pursue something, mm-hmm. there's a desire of want. Yes. I don't want you to quit. I don't want you to. Why would you convince somebody to stay at your organization? First of all, it's not going to last. Mm-hmm. You can't teach passion. Passion is what it is. If they've decided they are so fed up with their position and their team, they have publicly displayed, I'm out. Let me tell you what that says. They have been thinking about that. Any, for, That's number one. They've been thinking about that. Mm. There's, It's been building up. That's the first scenario. Second scenario, it was impulsive and they made a mistake. Now I have to rethink you being here just based on you being impulsive. Because sure. if you're that impulsive in an atmosphere of right. teammates and with people, how are you uh-huh. impulsive with your mouth outside of the organization about the organization? Right. Now it brings into question so many other things about your sure. employment. So I think if for some reason they're going to be, let's call it restored, Back to employment, right. oh, there's a ramp now because now <laughs> yeah. I'm going, okay, we can salvage this, but you don't go you don't go right back to where you were before the private comment that you made publicly. We don't go there. You got to have an on ramp to healthiness to make sure are you are we sure? Yeah. That's a big deal, so you're man. Saying there is a chance. So they're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there right, is right, a chance, right. but it's a long, it's a long on ramp. And it's I don't a, even say long, Brad, I don't even say long. I just say there's an on ramp. You got to decide for your organization what sure. that on ramp is. It would yeah. be unwise to restore that employee to the same position and influence level. Right. Pretend after like it that, didn't happen. Because let me tell you what that tells the culture. Let me tell you what that tells your employees. When you can do that, when you do that, there's not a consequence. Wow. When you do that, when, yeah. when you allow that as the leader, that behavior, mm-hmm. when you allow that behavior, mm-hmm. you're telling people, you're creating a culture. Yes. You're creating a culture by what you allow. Yeah. And I mean, and it does, it feels like that this is what the issue is. It's protecting the culture because you can write the values all right, on the right, wall that right. you want, sure, sure. but people yeah. are paying attention to how you handle these kind of moments. Yeah. I think that's a key point to remember. The culture you create with the things that you allow is is the most powerful thing. So if I would have allowed an employee to have a private conversation with, hey, this is not the job, this is not mine, this is not, and I allow that to be displayed without some level of consequence, without some level of cause and effect, I'm creating a culture that says, hey, man, you know, you can be impulsive and Joey, the boss, he's going to be good with it. He's Inmates fine. Inmates running the asylum. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's good. He's good. He knows. He knows you're just joking. And I think it's interesting because turning the situation on its head, if that employee just comes to you privately and just says, hey, boss, listen, love what we're digging into in staff. Yeah. yeah. I really think I'm a dysfunctional part of this team. Right. Yeah. I think then it's a whole different conversation because now you're inviting me into the process. Absolutely. What a great point. And there's a coaching conversation. There's a health conversation. That feels a little bit more salvageable. Yeah. It's just the the grenade getting dropped in the yeah, meeting and I that think makes it's, it different. Exactly right. And I think it's a twofold situation. Mm. I think if you are a healthy leader, you're always asking those who you lead to invite you into a situation because you're going to bring value. You're going to bring value. So you have to create a culture. I want to in, I want to invite my direct report. I want to invite my leader into the conversation mm-hmm. because I know he's going to add value. Yes. Now, so so it's twofold because if yep. you're not creating that culture already, if you're not creating that culture where people feel free to have that open discussion with you yep. about your future at the organization, then that's on you. Yes. You actually might have caused 
that reaction because your employees, the people who follow you, they don't feel free to come and have a candid conversation about their future. So it's twofold. So yeah, we look at the spontaneous person of the, oh, look at them. How could they do that? But I say as a leader, yeah. Did you create already a culture where they could come and talk? Hey, man, I don't know if I'm a fit here anymore without flipping out. A healthy yeah. leader cares more about their people first mm-hmm. yeah. than what they do for the organization. And I'll be, I'll just personally brag on you for a second. You've said this often. If this is not the place for you, help, let me help you get to the next place. Yeah. When you invite me into the process, mm-hmm. when you invite me into the process, now I still feel like we're a team. And yeah. look, the reality is if we're just, if we put our insecurities aside, we yep. put our own personalities aside, there are some people that are only with you for seasons. Right. And then there are people that are with you long-term perpetuity forever. And then there are people that you thought were supposed to be with you. Mm-hmm. But what you realized is, you know what? It's it's really not a fit. We've given it a time. We've given it here, and here's what I'm pointing to to prove that or to show that it's not a fit. Hey, man, it's not it's not personal. They're not necessarily let's say bad. You're good. Don't vilify people as a leader. Right. Don't do. It's just not a fit. So mm-hmm. because I'm a kind person, because I'm a generous person, because I want to be a healthy leader. Hey, man, I know a couple of people. Let me make some phone calls. It's just not a fit here. Mm-hmm. It's not a fit here. Now, guys, we're not talking about like integrity issues, like right. someone. We're just talking about fit, yeah. chemistry, mm-hmm. right? Let me help you. Yeah. And I've, I have found it's been not only a blessing for me to do that, but a blessing for other people. It doesn't have to be weird, but it does have to be factual and straight mm-hmm. to the point. Right. So you know, recognize the elephant in the room. Right. You're, you're talking with the team. Now you have that private conversation with the employee or yeah. former employee right, in this right. case. Um, what do you do from there? Do you give them a timeline? Is there an offboarding process? Yeah. Like there should be an offboarding process. Like you mm-hmm. have to deliver back maybe a computer, maybe some things, maybe a credit card, whatever those things are. I think it's healthy to have offboarding as mm-hmm. much as you do onboarding. But let's say you're trying to reconcile. You're trying to reconcile this person. I would say their on ramp is. We have to find out the reason why that outburst came out. So you got to find the deeper issue. So now you're looking at, ready? So now you're looking at more time investment. You're looking at, and now you got to, is the, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is that you, a is, business is that owner's a, responsibility? Only if you want to reconcile the employee. Sure. If you feel like, look, man, he's going through a lot personally. It's all cumulative. He just spouted off. He, bo- that is a possibility, but you, right. st- you still have to evaluate as the leader is the juice worth the squeeze. Right. I now have to invest time, maybe even from outside resources to find out, Hey, what, why did that happen? What right. happened? Like did, and then listen, if you're going to reconcile, there has to be an apology. That's why I said, yeah. when they leave the room, you apologize for the atmosphere that was busted up. We were in team building mode. We were sure. in book. They have to go back mm-hmm. and go, hey, guys, I am. They have to own it. Mm-hmm. It's just not, oh, we know the reasons why, so it's okay because we know the reasons why. Sure. No, no, no. How can you be restored right. in a healthy way so that when you are restored, you're healthier? Yeah. That's the key. Right. So- the situation here is said in the original message that this was a person I was thinking might not have been a fit anyway. Right. But let's take it from this angle. Yeah. What if it yeah. was an emotional outburst right. and it's a high performer? So you see this right. in sports all the time. Right. Somebody who produces right. but is bad for yeah. seems to be bad for the culture. It's not just a Joe Schmo of like, ah, yeah, just let him hit the door. Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but, oh, this could actually be an organizational right. loss. Yeah. Are, are you more willing to recover it in yeah. that situation? Or is the culture that important yeah. where you just have to let them yeah. walk? Well, the culture is always important. 
The yeah. culture is always important. But healthy leaders, instead of pointing a finger, they point it back to themselves first. So I would always ask, what could I have done better so that they would have known? I can't control what people do. But did I would ask the hard question of myself and of my own leadership? Mm-hmm. Am I that out of touch? Because high-performance teammates, players, they, they have the attention of the leader. They've already been evaluated that they've been high performance. Sure. So I ask, man, am I that out of touch? Because I should have sensed they were ready to crack. I should have sensed that they were, you know, a kettle ready to boil over. I, I should have sensed that. So why didn't I know that as their leader? Then I would say, mm-hmm. okay, the juice is worth the squeeze. How do we restore this person? Mm-hmm. Because they're a team player, high performance. Mm-hmm. They're going to be here. They actually are a fit. We just missed... They need a break. They need they need some time. They need some outside resources that we're not providing inside the organization to help them deal with whatever the cause was for the yeah. outburst. Yeah, I think that's a good perspective. So in the scenario where the staff member does ultimately leave, now the team's probably going to be talking a little bit. There's going to be yeah. a little bit of chatter. How do you mm-hmm. kind of keep your ear to the ground mm-hmm. on some of that conversation making sure that there's honor, that type of thing. Yeah, I always, I never assume people are going to say anything healthy. Mm -hmm. And I know that's maybe my Brooklyn paranoia, just like I don't ever sit with my back to the front door. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't, I just don't, I tell them, hey guys, horrible situation. Mm -hmm. So we're in the meeting, Joey just outburst, I'm not a fit, he walks out, everybody's like, what in the world? Okay, right. Then I give them what Mm -hmm. healthy language is. Mm -hmm. I actually give it to them, hey, when we're talking about this situation, People are going to go, hey, what happened? I heard Joey stormed out. He goes, yeah, man, it was it was tough, but you know, we're hoping the best for him. Yeah. I give them what healthy is. I give them an example. I put skin on what a healthy response is. Don't assume mm-hmm. everybody knows what to say is healthy. So in this situation, mm-hmm. I mean, what's the healthy language you'd give to the rest of the team when that employee quits? Right. Whether the employee quits in a weird atmosphere, like he got up in a meeting and left, or <laughs> he just literally went to HR or went to someone appropriate and went, hey, I'm out and here's, I'm not even given two weeks. The reality is, is I just get key people. I can't go to everybody. Our organization is too big. I go to key people and I go, and this is going to be our response. Here it is. Ready? Yeah, they did. They decided that this place was no longer for them. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but what about, I don't know. Go ask them. I don't know. Well, why'd they leave? We don't really know. We don't. Just speak Mm -hmm. the truth. We don't know why they left. They just decided to leave. Go ask them. Sure. I I never stop employees from talking to ex-employees. Go talk to them. Yeah. Go talk to them. Yeah. It's because it's because I know that yeah. when I lay my head down to the pillow as the leader, and that's what we all should do, we're sure. doing the best we can with the best we have for the best of the employees. That's what yeah. we're doing. When you're good with that, go mm-hmm. talk to them. But the 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 language is yes, they did. Yes. Yes, they did quit. Why did they walk out? So why didn't they give us two weeks? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. They just decided not to. Sometimes I think we just over explain things. You know why? Like we, we, we think that there has to be a reason right. for everything. And I think a lot of leaders have a level of, if they're honest, right. insecurity to where they try to control the narrative. Right. Like, yeah. You know, that and you can't control people and you can't control what they say. But what you can do is control how you react. And how you react is going to be to the values of the organization. And when they see you react in that situation, you're creating a culture. And I think you're right, Brad. I think sometimes we want to give more information 
because mm-hmm. we think more information creates comfort. And a lot of times more information doesn't create clarity, it creates confusion. Mm. And I think that's what happens. Yeah, and it's just major. like, it is what it is. Right. I don't know. We just don't take that on. I, we got work yeah. to do, man. We yeah. got great work to do. I love what I do. Mm. I love my team. So we got stuff. Let's just move it forward. If that, I get it. Mm-hmm. And we're curious. Yeah. Curiosity sometimes creates confusion. Curiosity sometimes creates murmuring and gossip. Yeah. So, so curve your curiosity sometimes. How about that? For sure. Curve your curiosity. You don't need to know everything. Mm. See, we live in a culture where we have knowledge at our disposal, so we feel like we need to know everything. Mm. But you know what? We don't need to know everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's key, especially when it comes to what kind of culture are you going to create when people leave your organization in an inappropriate way? Mm. Don't let that change your healthiness as a leader. And what kind of a culture are you going to allow? What are you going to allow to happen without a reprimand, without a consequence, without cause and effect? I love it. Bottom line, wrap up, final thoughts. Don't let other people's unhealthiness affect your healthiness as a leader. Thanks so much, PQ. Come on. Hey, that's it for this week's episode of the Just Lead Podcast. For more resources, check out the show notes below. While you're at it, make sure to tap that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with a friend. See you next time.